I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Well, hello everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for NPR Illinois and for the Front Row Network. My name is Craig. I am your host. I'm joined tonight by my two co-hosts. First, Mr. Brett Rutherford. How are you, sir? Good, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm keeping you up late here, Brett. And I'm sorry about that. We're recording this at night. We wanted to make sure we got our thoughts and feelings out, and then that way we can, we can give it to the masses as soon as possible. Why, yes. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> And I'm also joined by Vanessa Ferguson as well. How are you, Vanessa? I'm great. Every time Brett giggles, it makes me laugh. Or when he does his James Mason. My two favorite things. Someday, where's James Mason? I need him him back in my life. I need that guy. No, no, that's okay. Okay. That was a fun episode. (laughs) Definitely go and check out 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And uh, we made our big announcement already that this Thursday, you will be able to hear Jody Benson on our feed. And we're so excited about that. So make sure that you check back on the Beyond the Mouse feed, also on the Front Row Network feed as well, and find all things Jody Benson on Thursday. It's going to be a very fun interview. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Today, We're here to talk about the newest live-action remake, and it is Mulan. Mulan just dropped on Disney Plus this weekend, and we all checked it out for you, so you didn't have to pay $30. But I will say that even though this is a remake of an animated classic uh, for Disney, there are going to be some spoilers throughout this conversation. This is a full disclosure, so if you have not seen the movie yet, I would tell you to go ahead and check it out. You can, uh, if you have access to Disney Plus right now, you can pay $29.99 and have access to Mulan for the rest of your time with Disney Plus. Uh, Or if you are a normal Disney Plus subscriber and don't intend to purchase Mulan through the premier access, you will be able to have access to the film on December 4th. So you have to wait a couple more months and then you can check out this movie. But uh, before we get into the Big spoilers. Can we do a spoiler-free first impressions here, guys? Uh, I will let Vanessa go first. My first impressions are that I enjoyed the film. Um, It is definitely a Disney film. I think I wanted it to be a little more gritty and more of a... More like an Oscar-worthy film, I think. You know how they can have some real depth to them? And while I love the new um, plot lines and uh, storylines and insight into this film, um, there were a few times that I I just wanted a little bit more. Um, I just love the film. I think it was a a really good uh, live rendition of a beloved cartoon film. Brett, I'll let you go. My first impressions. It was glorious and epic. And I'm like, wait... I was going to mention this slightly later, but, you know, to speak to the seriousness of the film, Milan has the highest kill count of any Disney princess or Disney character, (laughs) 1,995. And most were killed in the avalanche. So, you know, I guess she still takes responsibility for that. Well, anyway, she still brought honor to us all. (laughs) I have to tell you, I... uh... 
could not disagree more with what Vanessa said. I actually, ah. I actually didn't think that this was much of a Disney film at all. I thought that they threw away most of the story um, for the war plot. And if you like action and like war films, I think this is your jam. Uh, I'm not there. A lot of people are saying this is the best uh, live action remake. And while it's not a bad film by any means, I just, for some reason, disconnected this film so much from Disney, um, and I I enjoyed it enough. I mean, it's a good war flick, um, but to me, it, war not, it did flick? not have the- Oh, no. Get ready. I am, I am going to be on both of you tonight because it didn't have uh it didn't quite have the it didn't have what i wanted it to which was character development and i can't go into much more uh of my gripe with that without getting into spoilers so we are going to issue our spoiler alert now and then we'll talk uh, about that so if you have not seen mulan yet pause us and go watch it and then come back for the fight of the century between Brett, Vanessa, and myself in three, <laughs> two, one. So like the bird lady dies and I didn't care because they never introduced who the bird lady was. So like, I, Craig, was I don't she? think we're that far different in our opinions. I think maybe we're just expressing them differently. When I, when I say I wanted more depth, like that is uh, to me I felt like this movie needed an extra 20 minutes to really maybe elaborate a little bit more on the father the bird lady um just some other character like the sister I don't know I just felt like we were seeing snapshots of what was the bird some of the lady's characters name? like what was her character Hawk, name Hawk Batwoman you know I wish she would just decide is it going to be birds or is it going to be flying mammals because oh, switching between the two lady. I'm like going the bird lady. I'm like going feed the birds. Oh, you mean witch lady? Yes, you mean. Was that correct? Is that who you mean? Yeah. Yes, but I still I'm don't the bird know. Bird lady. I'm like going the bird lady. Yeah. I um, still don't quite know which one. Uh, which one that? I I, I don't know. I, I don't know who what her character name was. Um, Jean Lang. Jean Lang. That was the yes. character name. Yes. And I feel like, have you guys even watched this movie? She's not a witch, okay? That's okay, what everybody well, called her. She just got a lot know. of chi. Did you learn nothing from this film? I learned a lot from this. I learned a lot from this film. Oh. Is it, oh, it, is is it just me or get... was the chi thing, was that kind of like a midi-chlorian? Like, oh, we have to have a reason for why she's so awesome compared to every other uh, little girl out there like it, it just seemed like kind of a weird stretch like why not just let her be the hero that she is as opposed to but anyway well, it's, it's I, i'm going into a Chinese lot of my story. i really did i did that- actually enjoy this film it's not that i, I i'm not gonna uh, completely crush spirits like you do to me with toy story 4 all of the time but it just it did not it was not my kind of film, I guess. I don't know. It was I will your say cup this. of tea. It was... I will say this. Visually <laughs> stunning. Visually, oh, yeah. maybe one of the prettiest movies I have ever seen. And this, it's, it's a shame that it did not open in theaters uh, here in the States because yeah. in a theater, this would have been 
a gorgeous film to see. Uh, it is opening in theaters overseas. Uh, it has a really a big date in its sights uh, on September 10th, this upcoming Thursday, it's opening in China. And I know that Disney is really hoping for that international audience because as we learned with the film Crazy Rich Asians, uh, it's, it's a population that are not used to seeing themselves on screen and to be able to have a cast full of uh, Asian actors that really are in, and you look at this, I mean, Jet Li's in this film, you know, like there's, there's so many yeah. uh, named actors in this film. And, it, and it just, I think that that will also have a huge impact for many Asian Americans out there, many Asian um, moviegoers throughout the entire world. So I don't want to discredit this movie too much. It just wasn't the remake I was necessarily looking for. Uh, and so we can definitely get into all of that. But uh, responses, Brett, uh, to that before we kind of start to go through our normal litany well, of looking at the characters and looking at the scenes and all of that. This is a full disclosure? Is that It what, is. What so you can it spoil is, anything you want to. It's a full disclosure. Okay. Well, my full disclosure is that it's possible that I have not seen the original <gasps> Mulan oh, in its entirety. What? There's a possibility that it was the Sunday afternoon napping movie, oh, which you Brett. two are both fond of, the napping movie where you suddenly fall asleep. But anyway, no, that was kind of mine. I know, Mulan. but I'm like going, but Mulan, I know, I will. I will watch it, but I did not want to watch it prior to watching this, so I came to it rather fresh. Um, I do recall some moments of the Mulan animated film, but um, that's why I was just, I found this so wonderful. And I, and normally I just say oh, I like things I like things and I do. It is the front row is it the front row network is for people who like movies. So I like movies. So anyway, so uh, but I I did a little bit more research this time so I can bring a little bit more to the table. <laughs> so, you know, a little bit. That's great. I'm looking forward to you bringing something to the table. I would also <laughs> oh, I just got that that was mean. What? I am kidding. I'm kidding. Someone is going Go to Mulan kick someone during this recording <laughs> right in the face. Um, I, I would say also, Brett, though, that I, I did really like this movie and maybe that's why I, I wanted it to be um, just more drama because um, I, I did really like it. I want to watch it again. I'll probably watch it several times. I liked it. definitely liked it more than the Aladdin remake. And I felt that they had some similarities, especially like yeah. when you look in the, um, like the costuming was very bright and colorful. And, and they both had the game of wonders. No, just kidding. They came of wonders? <laughs> hmm. Did we watch the same film? <laughs> no, I don't know that we did. I was did. trying to okay. be funny. I'll try not to. Okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, um, yes, I did like the film. tonight. <laughs> Zippy, other adjectives and ways to describe us. <laughs> well caffeinated. <laughs> well caffeinated. I would say, uh, you know, Vanessa, I it's it's becoming such a game trying to rank all these in my mind. But I think that your uh, equation to Aladdin makes a lot of sense because it is. Um, I, I could see the production 
and costuming and, and all of that that you're talking about, like that, that gravitas that came from the filmmaking aspect of it, uh, I definitely see it there. And it's hard because like everybody has 9 million opinions on these remakes and whether or not they should yeah. continue to make them. Um, and, but for me, this, you know, my gold standard of this whole time has been Cinderella. And to me, this doesn't come close to that. So I don't know uh, where necessarily this ultimately ends up. I am glad that we get to go back and rewatch it. And maybe before we dive into characters, we should talk about the idea of premiere access and our thoughts on that, because a lot of people have been saying, that uh, Disney shouldn't have done this, you know, like they should just give it to us on Disney plus and, and they should, uh, you know, you shouldn't have to pay the extra money. And I have to do a little Disney defending here because you're looking at it from a business standpoint. This is a film that they felt was likely going to be uh, in the the high hundreds of millions of dollars by the time you look at international release, particularly with China being such a large film market. And they're still going to get a decent chunk of change uh, out of the international market, but it's not going to be what it was. And they uh, need that money to essentially start to fund their future projects. So a lot of times people will think, oh, Disney has more money than any other corporation in the world. And for the most part, you're right. But from the studio side of things, they actually do need to bankroll themselves as they go along. They don't just shell out all of these millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars to make the next Marvel movie, not knowing that the previous Marvel movie is going to make anything. And so they do need some money. Let's talk about the price point. And uh, again, my quick thoughts on that. Most people are putting, most studios are putting it out at about $24.99 uh, to be able to own the, the, the picture. And I think that $29.99 I'm okay with it in this sense. You know, I understand the frustration that you have to have Disney plus already. Uh, I get that. But at the same time, I paid for Disney plus three years in advance. So <laughs> this is the first time I've paid anything for Disney plus in like a year and a half or something like that. But uh, so I was totally fine with premier access, but Brett thoughts on premier access before we dive in uh, further into the movie. Well, first of all, I wanted to support my friends at the Walt Disney Company. Um, I also saw that this was a test. You know, if we want if we want Black Widow or other things that may or may not be released in theaters, um, we need to show them our love right now for this idea of the premier access. And uh, so that's those are my thoughts. So I, I wanted to have a, as much of a box office or however they're going to be. Uh, telling the tale um, of the box office this weekend. Um, and then also, again, I was like future-proofing um, the ability to watch the films that I really want to see. <laughs> so, you know, so that's why. And the $29, I'm like going, mm. And that they said that it's going to be available in uh, December. So basically we're spending $29 to watch it for a couple of months and then it would be ours anyway. But I don't have a problem with it. This is so huge for Disney that they're giving this um, a go. 
Um, so I wanted to do my part to make that a success. How's that? I didn't want to cut you off uh, in the middle of your sentence there, but people are complaining about the idea that Disney told people that they were going to release this in December. Literally, that's what happens when a film is at a movie theater and then it goes to home video. And that time is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking, right? Avatar made uh, $2.7 billion because it was in the theater for nearly a year because it wasn't coming out to DVD or uh, Blu-ray uh, in a timely fashion like it like videos do now today. And I think that that time is just going to keep getting shorter and shorter. There was actually a deal, uh, and I can't remember the specifics or else I'd go into it in more detail, um, between uh, Universal and AMC. And I believe the deal is that uh, it comes out in the theaters and three weeks later, Universal is allowed to put the VOD on a streaming platform. Uh, so we're talking maybe a three-week window in the future. And that's not just even a COVID thing. That is like moving forward. That's what Universal is allowed to do with AMC is three weeks after it opens in the theaters, you can get it at home. So this is, that's, that's what this world's coming to. Uh, and so I don't mind the fact that eight weeks from now, we could have watched it uh, on Disney Plus without the $29.99 because $29.99, that's two movie tickets. You know, that's $15 tickets, right? Uh, and we do get to watch it over and over again. Vanessa, your thoughts on this? Well, um, I have a slightly different take uh, in that uh, I wouldn't normally be paying $30 for a ticket for myself. Um, I do think that you have to pay for those production values alone earned the $30. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just don't get that kind of quality in a film for a $10 ticket. That's, that's crazy. So they definitely earned what we paid. Um, my only thing is I, you know, to try to, um, uh, make it tell myself that it was okay that I was spending $30 on a single, what was my single ticket essentially i i called all my family and i was like okay now you gotta watch this film too otherwise i want to get as much value out of this as i can and my family's either like well we'll just we'll just wait till it comes out in december and i'm like oh so i i wish that the film wasn't coming out so soon i understand that that is the norm but it just me personally i would have gotten more value for my for my single ticket had i would have been the only one with that access that my family would come leech off of me like I want them to. So, um, but I don't think it was terribly overpriced. And again, for the quality of the film, I mean, you kind of get what you pay for. I mean, you can go watch a bunch of C films on Netflix. Not all of them are like that, but there are a handful of shows that are kind of C shows. Or you can go watch this A film that has the, the design and the production quality to back it up. Yeah, absolutely. Let's dive into the um, characters and kind of talk about how we like their portrayal. And of course, this movie so much hinges on our title character, Mulan. And uh, to me, she did bring a really good quiet strength to the role. It's, Mulan is not an outspoken character by any means. Uh, what I will, do, I, I still think it's funny. I, you know, I thought this in the animated feature, but it comes so much more to life in the, um, in this live action remake. No one. It's to life in live be, action. Good. No one <laughs> is going to be, no one is going to be fooled that she is a man. 
right? Like when she's at the, at the camp with all of them, I was just like, that's, that's just kind of something, I guess we got to, um, you know, suspend disbelief there, but she does a, a marvelous job uh, throughout this film. And I use the word marvelous specifically because she's almost like a Marvel character in this movie. Uh, it's almost like it, it verges on the superhero at some point uh, as it goes through, but thoughts on Mulan, Vanessa. Well, I really liked her. I liked the actress a lot. I liked the character. Um, I like her portrayal. It did start off. It's funny you're going with the Marvel route because when I watched it, uh, that first, not even uh, as young Mulan in that scene where she's causing chaos. I'm like, oh, this is this is the beginning of Hercules where he's a teenager causing chaos because he's got super strength and she's got a superpower too. So I was like, oh, okay, this is Hercules. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I really liked it. I, I, I guess I just went along with the idea that she could be passing as a boy. I mean, do guys, guys don't even notice when we change our hair. Do you think they're really going to notice that it, that she's the girl in a camp? I don't know. I just went along with it. Um, I see your point, um, uh, especially when she has the big reveal. I'm like, She's let her hair down. And these guys are supposed to have long hair. What do they look like with their hair down? Do they think they're all girls when they have their hair down? What's the catch? But, um, you know, it's, I, I, I did really like her. And I loved her. Um, like, after I watched this film, I wanted to go, like, do karate moves. Like, I took karate as a kid. And I only made it to white belt, which is the first belt. Because, you know, I'm not an athletic but um, I, I so, and it reminded me of like the next Karate Kid. Oh, I, I know you guys probably didn't like that movie with Hilary Swank, but I loved that movie <laughs> as a kid. And I'm like, yeah, like I want to jump on a car and kick something. I want to go kick, like I want to have chi. So I think this is going to be a really cool movie for young girls. I asked my uh, brother's family to watch it and I, and I haven't heard yet uh, what my niece, who is, I think, gosh, how old is she? Like 10? I haven't heard yet what her thoughts are. So I'm, I'm anxious to see how young girls are going to respond to this film. Interesting uh, point you bring up there. This is a PG-13 film. Uh, this is probably Disney's first Disney princess ever represented in PG-13. Um, and we can definitely get into more of that a little bit later. But it's just interesting that... Uh, kind of a harder rating for a Disney film and a Disney remake, but it truly <laughs> is a war movie, right? right. So, and here I am like, I want it darker. I want it grittier. I want to see blood when she kicks people's faces in. I'm so- I want the, I want the Deadpool cut of Mulan. <laughs> exactly. I want Mulan cursing. I want her, you know, everything. Uh, <laughs> Brett, talk to me about uh, Mulan. Yifi Lu by the way. I, I tried to make sure that I looked up the pronunciation before we started here. Well, I was, you know, when you were talking about the suspension of disbelief, that there was a scene with Commander Tung, and when, mm -hmm. uh, when he was talking with Mulan slash Hua Zhong, um, it seemed that, it seemed that since he knows Huan Zhong's father, he might be aware that that he'd been injured in battle, and then also know that he had that he only had daughters. Mm -hmm. And for a moment in that scene, I was convinced that he knew what was going on, and he was going to keep Milan secret. And that later, when he fixes up Hua Jun uh, up with his daughter, that's when I knew I was mistaken. <laughs> so I'm like going, oh. there was a moment there 
when I'm thinking, oh, he's just, he knows what's going on and he's not going to rat on her. But then when she, she tells her truth, but he'd already fixed her up with his daughter. So that's not a good thing. Well, I mean, it could have worked. It certainly could work. But anyway, that's another story. (laughs) My understanding is that this is an actress that hasn't had a ton of roles. Uh, And so to be able to cast, uh, they they did a casting call of over a thousand uh, Asian actresses to try to find Mulan. And I think that they did a really great job of finding their Mulan. This is, uh, I I really do, for the shortcomings I felt that the script had in story development, I didn't think any of that existed within the character of Mulan. I thought that she was really well uh, developed and that she was able to bring the story forward. I really enjoyed uh, her interpretation of the character. And like you said, Vanessa, I think that this is gonna mean a lot to a lot of different people. And um, I happen to not necessarily be uh, in any of those categories, whether it be Asian uh, uh, people of Asian descent, whether it be women, like it's, but even me, I was able to take something out of this story uh, and of this tale. So I really did enjoy her interpretation of the character. You mentioned the commander. Oh, go ahead, Vanessa. I was going to say, and for flexibility's sake, I want to know how much of that choreography was CGI and how much was all her because, like, I'm going to try to get my leg up that high and, like, be all bouncy and stuff. It was like watching The Matrix. Oh, she was was so good! Well, it was... was Go ahead. Well, just even like little Mulan, I when she was doing all those flips and stuff, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then, what, but then to see her when she's practicing her fighting and, oh, and just the, I mean, it was so Matrix, man. They're throwing arrows. And it was like when Neo is like dodging the bullets and I'm like, yeah, she's, she's so cool. I want to do that. Like somebody throw something at me. I want to bend over backwards and see if I can miss it. I mean, don't actually, cause I'm not that flexible, but it, I have aspirations now. Absolutely. Well, I thought it was, well, I mean, the influencers, clear it was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon from 2000. Oh, see, I Did you see that. You didn't see that? Yeah, because I'm like going, it was, it was such an influence and I enjoyed that so much. And the fantastical fight scenes and yeah. the reason it's PG-13, you know, Oof. but yeah. It was, it was very so interesting. good. I loved yeah. those scenes so much. I can't wait to watch them again. Yep. Yeah, it, it's it. The fight choreo is so incredible. Let's talk about our antagonist. Actually, I was going to go to the commander first, but let's talk about Jason Scott Lee uh, and his uh, villain in this film. Again, this is where, to me, the film falls down because it doesn't paint us a well-structured enough villain. You don't have a Jafar. You don't have a scar. You don't have someone that you can really grit your teeth into and really kind of hate, right? Uh, so that was, that's my only- No, that would be the matchmaker. <laughs> right. Yeah, no right, one's you're right. like her. You're right. Uh, But so your thoughts on Jason Scott Lee's portrayal uh, and the uh, villain of this film, I'll go to Brett first. Hmm. Well, um, I thought that, again, um, having uh, just some reference to the animated film, I'm like going, he looked menacing. I didn't have a problem with uh, his character development or lack there of according to craig (laughs) 
I thought, okay, fair enough. I, th- I thought it was, I didn't have a problem. He was menacing enough. And that, that was, he was menacing movie. enough. He was clearly the bad guy. That's okay. All right. Vanessa. Yeah. I'm kind of with Brett. I didn't, it didn't really bother me too much that we didn't know too much of his background. I know we know that the emperor kills his father. So it was a little bit princess bride, you know, Indigo Montoya, you kill my father, prepare to die, I'm going to burn you. Um, but um, yeah, I didn't have too much problem as, as I did with the other characters. I, I wanted to see their development a little more. Um, if anything, I'd like to see a little more evil out of this guy, because again, I just wanted a really dark version. I don't know what that, it's, it's almost Halloween, that's why I'm getting really dark. And, and you probably watched it at night, and you're watching I it, did. and you're, you know, like you're, like it's it's kind of a different mindset even like going into watching this at home as opposed to watching it at a theater for sure well um, yeah but i'm the only one who came out with the thought that i wanted it to be dark and evil stuff. <laughs> there's Fair just enough. something wrong with me well there's that no there's nothing wrong with you anyway <laughs> Nothing wrong Let's with you. Let's move on to some other all. characters that I'm sure. itching to talk about. Oh, yeah. Why don't you uh, lead the direction then? Where, who do you want to talk about? Well, for one, the uh, her father. I really, I I really love those characters together with the father and Mulan. However, I wish I could have seen a little more of the societal pressure on the father, and maybe even see him cry like when he's Mm. walking off uh from the crowd and he's just fallen and you know he has so much embarrassment he's too much pride to cry but it just would have been how great would that have been to see a character like that tearing up that would have meant so much because you rarely ever see men cry in a movie uh, like especially disney movies so to see to see that would have been great because that because it's like mulan's breaking societal norms by being masculine it would have been great to see her father be you know, touch into the feminine side, but um, I just wanted to see more pressure on him because when he snaps at her at the dining table and says like, know your place, I just want to be like, oh no, you did not talk to her that <laughs> way. Who do you think you are? You know, but, um, but I the really love culture, I, but yeah. But you know, like, uh, and maybe that maybe that is a thing like maybe because I have a western mindset and I grew up differently so I yeah. wanted to see the pressure on him and her more so I could understand what's at stake here but well, that's he just again that he... I'm I'm like upping this to like Oscar quality here which is unreasonable because none of our other live action films have been that deep but because I thought the production values were so great I wanted like a deep film I'd say, I think that that's part of the scope. That's the scope that they went for, for sure. Brett, go ahead. Well, I think it's a, it's a rather limited release year. So who knows what has Oscar potential <laughs> this year? I can't so. imagine. I mean, if it's not, if it's nomina- not nominated for visual effects and for uh, maybe even, maybe even cinematography. I mean, honestly, it depends on how much location sh- uh, scouting they did and like location shots they did. Um, but this man, it, it is gorgeous for sure but uh but to the father um you know i think that that my thing is with with him you talked about this i need to go back and watch the animated film perhaps and i know the animated film is probably only about an hour and a half long but and maybe i just because it's bringing it over into the live action realm that i'm asking for this additional uh, development but um I, i feel like that scene 
which I agree would have had a lot of impact had he cried or, but that happened seemingly like two minutes into the movie. Like th- this movie is a very fast paced movie. It, it is a quick mm-hmm. two hours. Yeah. Uh, there, it does not drag. It keeps you going the whole way yep. through. And maybe that, maybe it's those additional story beats I was missing or something. I don't know. Well, they took um, out all the musical numbers. So, yeah. and, and so much happens in a musical number, right? Like right. you really get context and there's plot and there's a lot that it's just, everything's magnified in a musical number. So that's, maybe that's why I'm like, okay, you're not going to have the music in it to explain to me. So give me the deep uh, relationships, the character development. I love that they extend, I know this is so crazy because I'm so not a fight movie and i you know, but I love that they extended the warm battle scene and it wasn't real quick like it was in the animated version. So I don't know, maybe that's why I'm taking this perspective. Yeah. And, you know, I did think it was pretty cool uh, that they still built in the music uh, underneath, you know, the, oh, yeah. the big swells mm-hmm. of oh, music. Sure, not yes. even just reflection, but a lot of the other songs that they did to kind of mm-hmm. give us that nod and that hint back to the animated film. And of course, uh, I guess they did sort of uh, the Phoenix representing Mushu maybe uh, in a way. I love that. I mm-hmm. absolutely love that representation. And it made me go, Eddie who? <laughs> so I'm like, going, you, know, you liked that, huh? Because I it, did. It, it gave a lot more like, uh, you know, because Mushu is, he is our comedic character. Comedy, yeah. yeah. He has great lines, the one about, you're so what? You're so uh, you're so sweet. I got to sop you up with a biscuit. Anyway, so okay. like that. Dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow. <laughs> That's <laughs> anyway, a good one. So I do need to watch. Oh yeah. So so Craig, you you said you'd like to watch it again. I need to watch it again too. So I will, and then I'll yeah, watch this sure. one again. For sure. <laughs> um, I have we, other characters. Yeah, go ahead, Brett. No, I just like the relationship between uh, Milan's father, um, Zhao. And the mother, Lee, who's played by Rosalind Chow, who this isn't her first Disney movie. She was in Freaky Friday. Oh. And then, you know, and then the other one, oh, well, and then um, Commander Tung, um, Donnie Yen, um, mm-hmm. was also in Rogue One. I didn't do all of the Disney filmographies of all of them, but those two I thought were pretty cool. Donnie Yen's character in, uh, in Rogue One is so great. <laughs> so. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I enjoyed, yeah. And I enjoyed um, their relationship. You mentioned the commander. Is it is Disney contractually obligated to make sure that the commander is named Donnie? Is that uh, something that they have to have? Uh, <laughs> if they're going to it's make a, a third version of Mulan, we have to find another Donnie out there to play <laughs> the commander, right, Vanessa? I guess. I don't know. I, I'm okay with not hearing Donnie in, in this in this film yes but but that's okay that's a whole nother story yeah Yeah. but can we also talk about the other female in the leading female role the the, well you guys called her the witch i'm gonna call her she lady i said the bird lady i didn't say okay but but Um, what didn't she also turn into bats though am i like making this up but wasn't she bats at one time i think she was but she was a bird often she was often a bird that's right well i agree with you craig i did really maybe i already said this but i just want to make sure it's very clear with everybody i wanted to know more about her 
and her struggle. And, and uh, it, see, in some parts of this, it just felt very much like very quick. Yes, like, yes. Um, yeah. It's like, you'll never get their respect. Oh, you did? Okay, well, follow me. I'm going to help you now. Like, it seemed very much like she just switched so quickly. Um, and I, I just wanted to learn more about her and, and more of her struggle. Um, Ooh, the backstory. The death, Ooh, the death would have paid fun. off. The death would have paid off so much more had we had just a little bit. Yeah, little yeah. Her, her sacrifice know? would have been just so much more greater. I'm glad she It was enough, herself. please. Well, and also saying. best Halloween costume. I'm from now. I should have like done my makeup, but from now on, you will see me with a white band over my eyes because that is such hey, a look. It's I will a definite be doing that look. Forever. Yeah. yeah, you'll never see me any other way. For sure, <laughs> for sure. I, uh, you know, I think that we can move on to speaking to some of the scenes that we really enjoyed, uh, and we've already gushed so much about just the the stunning visual aspect of this film, but it really paints such an epic. And I really enjoyed, I'll start with the, the scenes that I liked. I loved the training scenes because they still did find little ways to bring a bit of comedy into this film. And I, I enjoyed that. Um, you know, you still had a little bit of zaniness with the, the characters that they're going through uh, the training, but I really enjoyed the water buckets for some reason. Like that to me just was the really cool uh, representation of her growth. And um, I, I don't know, for some reason, I, maybe it's cause I'm like running all the time. I don't know, but I, I was just like, oh man, that's awesome. She's doing so great. You know, like go Mulan. Uh, so I really enjoyed that portion of the film for sure. Uh, Brett. Well, there was, there were a number of scenes that I, well, I liked, you know, preparing for the matchmaker. Some of the lines are just very funny. It's her, you know, when she was talking about you know, her makeup, you know, Milan said that she was hungry and she said, no, her mom said that, no, that, um, that that would destroy her makeup. And her line, her line was the fiercest winter storm could not destroy this makeup. And I'm just like, going, <laughs> so funny. That was just funny. That and then getting line. ready with her sister, but yeah, the matchmaker scene, I'm just like going, the matchmaker needs to take a pill. But anyway, back to my favorite scenes, Milan and her father, after returning from battle, that very touching yeah. moment, you know, that was just great. I just, those were some that, that there were so, so many. Great. And again, you know, the, the Phoenix, I just loved that. I love that, yeah. you know, throughout the film. Better than Minushu, I'm to say. <laughs> oh, what did I love? Well, I've already gushed about the, her fight scene. So, um, and her riding on a horse on her way back and her hair is flowing and, oh, it's just so great. But um, one scene that I really loved in its um, subtlety was the the scene where they're sitting around the campfire and she's uh steps in and gives them a pep talk and then the this the the shot is quickly on her hand you see that she is trembling so she does have fear and what what great advice there what is it there is no um courage there's no. no courage without fear what a great piece of advice and it's just wise and she's rallying the guys and they're all equal there's an equality there and i just really liked that scene a lot absolutely i i think um i i i think you've covered a lot of the 
the ground that uh, I wanted to in terms of the the differences between uh, the scenes throughout this film. Again, I think part of it is, um, and we're moving into that area of what didn't work for us. And I've been kind of hogging the spotlight on that all night. And I don't know why, what I expected more of uh, other than to say it was very fast paced. It was, um, I wish it took a few more story beats to give us some additional development. Uh, but overall, I would still, I still plan to revisit this film, you know, and not just because I paid $30, so I better go watch it again. But like, I really enjoyed this film. And again, it is gorgeous. I can't say that enough. It is so pretty, so pretty. So uh, what didn't work for you, Brett? Again, the only, that the scene with, uh, with the commander, because uh, I he it was it was very much like he knows what's going on, and then when that didn't happen, I'm like going, mm, so that just he sort of led me astray, and I'll never get over it. Okay, fair enough, Vanessa. I will get over it. I'll be okay. I think I'm with you, Craig. I um maybe maybe this is why Cinderella. It's a fairy tale. It's not real. Aladdin. It's like, a, it's a story, it's got a genie, it's very, um, the, it almost, it's so bright and colorful, it's almost like a comic book, the live action one of Aladdin. Um, but this one felt more real to me. This is a story that's very, I mean, granted, we don't have mystical chi, most of us ladies, but um, we do in our own way. But uh, we, we have this. This is a real thing where we're told to stay in our place. And this is, the, I mean, this is just, this is just a real world story. And so I wanted the depth. I didn't want them to go fast with the, like the story beats. I wanted them to take their time, be real deep with it. Maybe that's asking too much because then it probably wouldn't be a story for kids and families to watch. And so, and this is why I don't get paid the big bucks fun Disney. But um, that, I think that was my expectation going into this. Um, and it wasn't quite what I expected. I still really loved this film and I would recommend anyone see it. I think it's worth the money and it was a great quality film. Yeah, you know, I, um, I wonder too how much of our story that we want uh, ended up just on the editing room floor because some executive at the studio was saying this can't be longer than two hours. This was a hard cut off. It, it was an hour and 56 minute film, which means, you know, with the credits, it was probably about an hour and 47 ish minutes of actual footage. And so I just, I, I think if they bump that up 10 minutes, I think that completely changes my perception of this film. Uh, and I would really enjoy it that much more. But again, I, I can't, uh, I can't tell people not to go watch it. You know, I, I've had a lot of people asking, is it worth the money? Uh, should I go and watch it? And my answer is, yeah, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's worth the $30. Um, and certainly when it becomes available on December 4th, if you've listened this far and didn't listen to our spoiler warning, uh, you know, and you're, you're on the fence about it, I would say that, you know, if you feel like you, it's not going to completely break the bank for you to spend $30, I think you should watch it now. But if you don't want to do that because of mixed reviews or whatever the case may be, um, then December 4th, you should turn it on because it is a good film. Uh, it, it, I really, I enjoyed a lot of the parts of it. 
I just wanted more from it is all. That's it. That's a lot it. of the parts of it. Okay. <laughs> a lot of the parts of it. I enjoyed a lot of the parts of it. That's what they will put on the poster. Uh, <laughs> I heard, I'm pretty sure I read that exact line in the New York Times review as well, Craig. So you're not. I well. enjoyed lots of the parts of it. <laughs> The most Midwestern movie review <laughs> ever heard. No. All you had to add was y'all to it. No, I got to put an open there. Oh, oh I enjoy- yeah, that's our- Oh. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts on Mulan? Uh, well, we'll go yes. to Vanessa first. One thing that we didn't talk about was the new music from Christina Aguilera. Obviously, I, I think I, well, not obviously, but I shared with you guys before that I'm a big Christina Aguilera fan, at least when in her early career. Reflection was her first break. It was her big break, and she did amazing on it. She was given the chance to re-record, and I thought she did great on that as well, um, although it was a lot more embellished than her original. And I really like the um, her, the new song even more for this film. I will be listening to that many, many times, um, probably when I'm like, you know, getting ready to go into meetings and, you know, lead, rally the troops just like Mulan. Oh, and when I'm practicing karate, I'll be doing, listening to that soundtrack now. So, but yes, this reflection, Mulan, that's what got helped her get her start. We would not have Christina. Yes, we would. She'd find another way. But we have Christina because of Mulan. Thank you, Mulan. You guys think that I've been running a lot the last six months. Reflection, this version of Reflection, she goes out for some runs. Oh, yes, song. she does. Yeah, yes. for sure. Brett, final thoughts on Mulan. Well, I love movies that have life lessons. And um, again, The Bird Lady Xian Lang, it's a, and it was the turning point of the film when you know, she basically told Mulan, okay, I know what's going on. And then the quote was, then you will die pretending to be something you're not. Ooh. I'm like going, Ooh. wow. I mean, isn't that at those? Take me so to that church. Was, you know, that was, and the whole scene was so important. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that is... Uh, uh, that's one of the life lessons of Mulan. I also want to. I want to see like if in the girls' toy aisle this Christmas we'll have, get those throwing stars, <laughs> you know, because that's what that lady was using. She was using the Chinese throwing stars. Which are um, really my guess cool. is no. But oh I come no on! Spoilers here. We can the dull the dull the sharpie yeah. bits and make it, yeah. you know. We'll dull the sharpie bits and it'll be a big hit this holiday Again, season. Why Disney doesn't pay me to design <laughs> their toys? I'm just never going like, to get paid by Disney. I just know it. I think what <laughs> I realized never. here, I think what I realized here is that we should just start recording all of our shows at after 10 o'clock at night. I think that that is the best time that's peak performing time for us all uh it yes, has been no. a hoot talking mulan with all of you please go back and watch it again uh and get your 30 dollars worth there are some extra little bonus behind the scene things there i was kind of hoping for a bit more because disney plus is so great at bringing the the bringing the behind the scenes for us um but i get it it's it's just released we'll see how mulan does uh overall we do not have numbers 
yet for how many people purchased it through Disney Plus. I'm assuming that we'll get those later on this week. And it is a big week for it because it does open in China on September 10th. So uh, we will see how it does at the international box office as well. But uh, we have a lot coming up here on Beyond the Mouse. In fact, we are excited to be bringing you uh, such a fun interview with Jody Benson this week. But then also, we had the chance to speak with an Imagineer, uh, Tom K. Morris, who did so many of the attractions in Epcot and also in Disneyland. He built the castle, did the concept art for the castle in Disneyland Paris, and then also was a creative director at Hong Kong Disneyland as well. Great conversation that we had there. And of course, we're moving into the fall and the Halloween season. And there's so many fun things to do around Halloween and Disney. So if you're missing the parks or missing Disney at all, we are so excited that you spend a little bit of time here with us. You can always find us on our social media, Beyond the Mouse Podcast on Facebook. Also Beyond the Mouse Pod on Instagram. We're part of the Front Row Network, so you can find them on all of their social media platforms by searching the Front Row Network or on Twitter with Front Row Reviews with a Z. You can also really class up your podcasting if you'd like and find us on nprillinois.org as well. Vanessa writes some insanely great articles that go along with a lot of our interviews of these folks. So definitely too much there. Okay. (laughs) They are so wonderful. They are wonderful. wonderful So go read those by Vanessa as well. Uh, And just Thank you so much for going along with us here and for watching and supporting Mulan. I think it's a, a pretty good film is what I will say. That's my, oh my. That's, that's my last that's word. What you, that's what he gonna, says. That's what he's like. Going, it was so good. Drag. Yeah. I'm like, going, it was so good. Live. It was so good. There were so many things. It was such an excellent movie, except for the parts that I didn't think quite were there. Well, I guess that's any review, but that's I loved that's, it. The whole thing. It did everything for me. Vanessa, any last thoughts? I really did like the film, Brett. Please don't come to my house and try to kung fu kick me in the face. Just save all that energy for and all that chi for Craig. He's wearing his red tonight for a reason. I am. I am. I am. I was, yes, it was bringing honor to us all. Well, anyway, that that was my final thought. Loyal Honor, truth, family, the lessons of 2020. Aww. Whoa, how's that? Her sword anyway. was awesome, though. All right, for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Brett. And we will see you real soon in the front row. Man, what a, you know, what a fun chat. All. I don't yes. know. I don't think you're going to live past tomorrow, Craig. <laughs> Dishonor on you! Dishonor on your cow! (laughs) Dishonor on you!